My name is Scarlett Marlowe, and I'm a student in urban archaeology. 370 feet beneath this point is a hidden chamber that might contain a critical missing piece of our history. How are we supposed to get down there? The catacombs. There are 200 miles of tunnels right underneath our feet. They're holding the remains of six million corpses. Stop. This is the empire of the dead. These are human bones. We go through here. Let's do it. I think I'm stuck. Just breathe with me, please. It's okay. What was that? Go forward! Go forward! Is everyone okay? I think I am. What the hell do we do now, huh? We can't go back. We should just keep moving. Tell me we didn't just go in a circle. It's exactly the same. No, everything's upside down. What happened to the entrance? Wait, there's something here. Oh my god. What the hell is this? When I was a kid, we had a piano that looked exactly like this. I used to play it all the time. The A4 key was messed up. What's going on? Can you read that? According to mythology, that's the inscription over the gates of hell. And they should be made to crawl on their bellies to enter the kingdom of darkness. Did you hear that? Welcome to another episode of Small Town Horror with Johnny and Randy. And of course, I'm Johnny. And I'm Randy. And on this week's episode, we are doing As Above, So Below. As Above, So Below. Which was recommended by one of our Instagram followers, uh-huh. Tesla Privet. She did. Yes, sir. And she was even nice enough to let us borrow the DVD to watch it. She was actually working with it. She told me, I told her, I said, if you want us to do the movie, you got to give me the movie. Yeah, because I was really dreading spending that four dollars to rent it on Vudu. It was four dollars. Yeah, it's four dollars to rent it. Yeah, probably would have been cheaper to just buy it. No, I wouldn't. I loved. No, <laughs> no I loved. Ah. So, <laughs> with that being said, uh, it is the first of March, and this month we actually we said on the last episode that we have three episodes coming in March, but we actually have four if we stick to our guns. That's if we so, stick to our guns. Yeah, so we got this one, As Above, So Below. As Above. And then we did a random from the poster board over there, which was Bride of Frankenstein. Bride of Frankenstein. And then we said we were going to do a, another, I think uh, it was actually part four. TED Talk. Of Horror Talk. Oh, Horror Talk. What okay. did you say? TED Talk. TED Talk. Yeah, you ever seen a TED Talk where geniuses get around and talk about stuff? Anyway. Anyway. But we forgot that Scream 6 comes out this month. Yeah. It does. Yeah. I don't even know when it comes out. When it comes out? This I know month. it comes out March, you <laughs> dodo bird. I don't know. 
That is something I'm going to have to look up now. Well, now you're going to have to look it up and let us all know. And while you're looking it up, make sure you guys check us out anywhere you can get your podcast. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor by Spotify. Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Johnny got the handles. Our Instagram is smalltownhorrorjohnny underscore randy. Our Twitter is at smalltthorrorpod. And Facebook is Small Town Horror with Johnny and Randy. And Randy, <laughs> Scream 6 comes out next Friday, March 10th. I gotta work. I really do. Okay, this still... Like, uh, I mean, I got, I'm, I got off at 1 o'clock on Saturday, though, so... Yeah. I'm good. But this uh, this new Scream is two hours and two minutes long. Jeez! How many but, times can they kill the same people? <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, so if we stick to our guns... We'll be doing four episodes this week. Or this month, I'm sorry. Y'all better love us. I don't know. We have been getting more ratings on Apple Podcasts, though. Have we really? Yes. Have they been leaving messages? Uh, only two. <laughs> well, then it doesn't count. We've got six new or six ratings. So, before we even get into the actual film, be sure you can catch us anywhere podcasts are available and... Take the time, if you enjoy the show that we're doing, get on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or even Spotify and leave us a review. Tell us what you think. And preferably a five-star rating. But if you don't feel like we deserve it, then just skip to the next one. <laughs> yeah, because if you put something below that, we'll just delete it. Yeah, so. No, I'm just playing. All right, can you do that? I don't think so. Darn it. Nah. <sighs> So anyway, Randy, do you want to hit us up with the summary? Man, I got your summary. <clears throat> when a team of explorers... I was venture, just sitting here thinking... Oh my gosh. When you said... <clears throat> if you were going to do that stupid tip of the tongue... Tip of the tongue of the teeth, the lips. That will be cut out of this episode. I Yes. So you don't even know what movie it's about. I don't give a crap. Oh my God. You know what? What is it? Let me guess. A Robin Williams movie. Nope. What? Adam Sandler. What is it? Uh, I forgot the name of the movie. Say you're lying. Shut up. So, anyway. <clears throat> when a team of explorers ventures into the catacombs that lie beneath the streets of Paris, they uncover the dark secret that lies within the city of the dead. Talk about the catacombs underneath Paris. Oh, way. okay. Okay. Yeah. So, As Above, So Below is a rated R film that came out in 2014. It is horror slash thriller, and it's one hour and 33 minutes. Uh, IMDB gave it a 6.2 out of a 10, and Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 28%, which shocks me. Yes. When I heard that, I was like, hmm. Got hopes for it, because if you guys are first-time listeners, Rotten Tomatoes, the higher the score, usually the worse the movie. Yeah. That's usually how Rotten Tomatoes works. Yep. Uh... Let's see here. The budget was $5 million and the box office actually was $41.9 So it made the money. Hmm. Yeah. It made a little chunk of change, didn't it? Yeah, it sure did. But uh, let's see here. The director was John Eric. I'm going to say that name's Dowdle. Dowdle? Yeah. And Randy, you want to hit us up with the rest of the cast? Man, we got... Paired at Weeks plays Scarlet. Marion Lambert is Susie. Edwin Hodge plays Benji. Ben Fieldman plays George. Cosmo Castro plays La Tapuya. 
I guess that's how you say it. I don't know. Ala or Ali Mahara plays Zed. Emma Levy plays the tour guide, and I think that's a, well. You got Francesco Civil uh, plays Papillion. And that's enough. I think that's about it, really. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's all the important people. The rest of them are just background and dead people. I will say that, uh, whatever that dude's name is, Castro or Cosme Castro? Yeah, whatever his character's name was in the movie. Yeah. La Tupi? Yeah, I thought he was actually more of the uh, creepiest part of the film, to be honest with you. I don't know, man. Some of the faces that popped up every now and then when they were down deep. Whatever that was creepy. But his character was the creepiest character <clears throat> of the whole thing. Yeah. So, as above, so below, I will say, as far as starting the film, the beginning, I would say the first, it was actually, was it before the credits? Yeah. It just started out with her on the hunt. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll say the beginning actually captures your attention right off the bat. In my opinion, it did. Yeah. Like, so it, it, it just kind of throws you into it. But then it's almost like everything's in such a hurry, so you're like paying attention to it because something like something's going on, and you can tell it's just a, like a really fast pace. Yeah. And so this girl Scarlet, she is pretty much trying to finish her father's voyage, like trying to find what was it, the Rose Key? Rose Key, yeah. It's and it's a big giant like bullhead. Mm-hmm. It's and, like an ebony <clears throat> ebony bullhead with uh, markings and carvings and sayings and stuff written on it. Yeah, and she's got a guide to help her out, and you know they they made it very clear. They say it like four, eighteen times <laughs> within this ten or fifteen minute scene. Where is uh, if they ca- if they find you, they capture you, they kill you. Mm-hmm. If they find you, they ca- I'm like, okay, we get it. Her life's in danger. Let's 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 rock and roll with it. Yeah, and then dude's like, I got the family. <laughs> I started laughing. I was like, well, go on in. He did. He took off. <laughs> yeah, he left her. I don't get. Why? Why were they fixing to blow it up? I I I don't think it really says. It it just says that this is a cave network in Iran that they were getting ready to just completely demolish. Now I don't think it ever really says why. This movie didn't explain hardly anything. Not at the very honestly, not through the whole movie. I was gonna say, don't you say at the very beginning through the whole? it, It really doesn't because everything picks up and everything's moving so fast. In between. The time where she finds the rose key and gets out to the time they go into the catacombs is the slowest part of the movie. Yeah. Because it's them getting ready to go down into the catacombs after they find out where they're supposed to be going. Well, when Scarlett and Benji, her cameraman, when they meet up, I'm guessing it was with maybe an old fling or something. George. Uh, George. Yeah. Somebody she traveled with before. Which, I like his acting anyway. Yeah. He was in the 2009 remake, Friday 13th. And I thought he did a great job in that, but um, you could tell right off the bat, like when they go to find him, he's hiding. He's up there fixing that clock, mm-hmm. and she's like, "George, I see your bag." Like you know, he right. he, he don't have nothing to do with her because, like he said the last time he helped her on any kind of mission, he got put in jail. So, um, I don't know. I thought the chemistry between them two really worked out really well. Mm-hmm. Like, they played off each other pretty good. Oh, yeah. Um, so, whenever she's going to find him, they start talking about a Turkish prison where apparently they went to Turkey at one point. He got put in jail. 
he doesn't really want anything to do with her. She mentions that she find, found the rose key. Yeah. Um, he kind of knows what this means, so he tells her that he's going to he'll help her decipher it, but he's not doing anything else. Yeah. He's like, translate, and that's it. That's it. I knew uh, as soon as he said it, I was like, okay, he's just going to get dragged along. Oh, yeah. And that's what happened. Like, there were, like, multiple times throughout the movie, he was like, well, all right, I'm not going with you guys. And then he ends up going with them. I will say, uh, uh, you'll probably agree with me, as they're trying to figure out where they're actually going to go and how they're finding everything out, you, you even looked at me and you're like, I thought this was a horror movie, not a history lesson. It, like, for that, the, yeah. I think that was probably the most boring part of the entire movie, which, I mean, but then again, she said, you know, we're making a documentary. But see, and that's why that's where I think me and you differ, will or will differ on the movie. I, I I've always been a history buff, so like stuff like that interests me to an extent. But when I'm expecting a horror movie, I'm like, all right, where's this going? You know, how's yeah. this living up? Like, I like National Treasure, the movie National Treasure. Never seen it. But that movie through the whole thing is them gathering information and it's constantly, it's it's adventure, it's action, you know, it's all this kind of stuff, but it's constantly going. Yeah. Even when they're not traveling around and stuff like that, there's still so much going on in between them finding clues and all this kind of stuff. This didn't seem like that to me. Right. Like, every time they come across the clue, they sat on it for like five seconds and then came up with the answer. Like, there wasn't enough research and it wasn't enough detail and all that kind of stuff into them finding their clues and everything. Yeah. Well, I was going to save this for the review, but that was one of my things with Scarlett. She acted like she knew every answer to everything. She had Chico. And even when they were down there, that's what I told you, remember? Because I was like, because I I thought it was going to be like a big twist and she was going down there. She's been down there before in disguise and she was just leading these people down there. Cause she knew too. She she just picked up on everything like this, and I was like, eh. I mean, I get that she is very well read. She's got multiple degrees. Her family was in this, but at the same time, don't make it look so easy. You know what I mean? It it didn't feel like they want. It's almost like they didn't want to put enough detail into the clues and stuff like that, so they made it so where she could easily figure it out. Yeah, you know what I mean. But I mean. I didn't mind that part of it, like, throughout the whole adventure, if you want to say that. Them finding the clues and stuff like that. The build-up to it was slow. And the real horror part of the movie didn't really start showing up until the last, what, 15, 20 minutes? Oh, yeah, definitely. Easy. I mean, for the rest of it, it was just a cheesy National Treasure movie. Really, is it? I mean, that's really what it seemed like. And they... National Treasure was looking for actual treasure, but she was on the search for, I think they call it the Philosopher's Stone. Yeah. Yep. And it's supposed to be the key to eternal life, basically. Yeah. Is what most treasure comes and boils down to. But. Well, like I said, and I do, I will say that they set up a few things in this that were set up pretty good. Um, Well, once they got down actually into, I don't even know what you would call that. I'm going to say like the belly of the beast. (laughs) I mean, they go through the catacombs at first, and then they go pretty much underneath the catacombs. Mm -hmm. So it's like they start by going in this little bitty hole in this old abandoned like train area. Yeah. And they find this little bitty hole. They go down that hole, get into the catacombs, and then once they're in the catacombs, they find another path to lead to the, the, the belly of the beast. Yeah. Like you said. I thought it was a... 
unique way, like a smart way, in my opinion, how the cameraman, when they all got down there and they had their headlights and all that stuff, mm-hmm. because you couldn't watch the entire film from just one camera, which that's what I was nervous about. At first, yeah. I was like, this is going to be another Blair Witch mm-hmm. where it's just one view. I like how he was putting the cameras with yeah. the headlights on everybody. And he was going, all right, camera A, good. Camera B, good. I was like, okay, that's their way of being able to get different scenes. And I, I won't lie. At first, I was really nervous. When I noticed the very first of the movie, you could tell it was handheld. Yeah. And the way it moved around made it really hard to focus. Mm-hmm. But when they switched it to multiple camera angles on different people, it made it a whole lot easier. Mm-hmm. It was, I... I I was, I mean, I'm still probably gonna knock off points for it just because I'm not a big fan of Hell Hill movies. I'm not either, but it's not as bad as I thought it would be. Well, once they get actually down, which I even liked how they actually met up with the. They, he said, "I'm not a tour guide. I can't yeah. think of his name." But since they actually uh, met up with him, who was that? Him and his crew. It was Papillion. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I like how they met up with him and. He knew. He said, you know, he claimed to know all the ways, the exact tunnels to go to. Which, yeah. once he got down there, I thought it was slick how like it started changing on him. Mm-hmm. And the very first hole they see, you know, once they get in there, and it's right before the police officer comes and attacks them. And that dude, that officer dove out of nowhere <laughs> on top of these people, like to the point where we and you were like, "What? What happened?" Yeah. Um, as soon as they show the the first uh, hole they're going in. And they're like, that's it? I was like, nope, I'd already been out. Because <laughs> it looked like they had, like the girl, she had to, uh, Scarlet, she had to go down there and lay on her belly and go in backwards. And yeah. I was like, nope. It looked, yeah, it was very small. I think one of the most realistic scenes out of the entire movie, though, was uh, Benji when he got stuck. Oh, that was a trip. Yeah, and, and his acting, I think this guy, Edwin Hodge is his real name. I think he his acting in that scene was phenomenal. Yeah, like, so go ahead. So they're in the catacombs, and she's trying to use the direct route to it, and it's blocked up. They keep talking about how that's, you know, anybody that's gone down that path is, you know, never come out. They talk about how it's an evil path. So, so the other way is a very narrow corridor that's just full of human bones. So they've got a shimmy across these bones. Well, Edwin's freaking out. He don't want to do it for one, or not Edwin, Benji. To cut you off real quick, now I know where I've noticed that Edwin Hodge, Benji. I know what he's off of now. You ever seen the original Purge? Mm, maybe once. Well, he, I have seen Well, he was the guy that they were saving. They, uh, The son oh, yeah? hit him in the house, yeah, of the rich people. Oh, okay. And those, they, yeah. And, yeah, and the whole the whole movie's about that uh, group of people coming knocking yeah. the door, and they're like, that's all we want is him. I never realized that was him. Yeah, that was him. Go ahead, though. I'm sorry. <laughs> but... So they find a corridor, they're trying to shimmy over, and yeah, Benji, his acting, getting stuck, I mean, because I told you, I'm just getting, I'm getting claustrophobia just watching that movie. Well, he didn't want to, he was against climbing over all the uh, human remains, anyway, the body, mm-hmm. or not the bodies, the bones. Yeah, but his, him getting stuck in that corridor with the bones and just seeing them hyperventilate and freak out, that was probably the most realistic acting in the whole movie. And you know, and that scene right there, like you said, watching it, you're like, oh my gosh, but... It's the simple fact that he's got Scarlet talking to him and then everybody else, hey, just calm down, just breathe. And she we, was getting on my nerves at that scene. Well, like she wouldn't shut up. But that's the thing. If something legit happens like that, people's going to do that. Like, stop, it, Just stop talking. Let me figure it out. <laughs> yeah, but. Dang. You know, I, I, mean, I, I would have I held my breath until I passed out just so I wouldn't have to listen to her. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. 
It was terrible. Like, I'm I'm knocking off points just for this thing. You so, find anything to knock off points? So bad. The little boy that looked like he drowned. I'm knocking off points for that. <laughs> oh no, that was pretty. That was pretty cool. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. But oh, well, we gotta talk about um, as they're going through the once they get through the actual bones and all that stuff, then it comes right out of the same spot they started. And they just go in a circle. <laughs> Is that it's just a circle? That's when uh, what's his name? I can't ever say it. Papillion, or I guess that's when he's like, no, 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 no. He's like, this doesn't curve. Yeah. It goes straight through, and that's when everybody starts kind of bickering him because they're like, Benji, you said you've been down here. Before. Benji jumps on him. <laughs> yeah, he does. And he even apologized to Benji. That's what's funny when he gets uh, up. But uh, there's a little hole that's got blocks all in front of it. That's the way originally Scarlet wanted to go. And he's like, no, 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 no. He's like, we, you don't go down there. He goes, people that go down there never come back. Yep. And that's when he starts talking about his friend, La... Matopa? Yeah, or something like that. And he was like, he used to come down here all the time. And then it finally caught his interest to go in there. He had to see what it was. And nobody ever found his body. Or nobody ever seen him again. Right. So, anyway, I thought that was pretty neat how I just spin right back out because it was like, no, you're going down there. Yeah. But, um, as they're going down there, they finally break down the little wall to head down in there. They see a candle. And I think, I can't remember who picked it up. Papillion. Yeah, he picks up. He's like, ooh, hot candle. He's like, that means yeah. somebody's down here. Uh-huh. And then as they're walking, he's like, there's a lot of, uh, and he kind of does like his head. Like the finger around his head, kind of like nuts down Crazy here. people. Yeah. And you can hear them singing something. I don't know what it's in. I guess it's in French. But they're going by this little open area in this cave. And there's all these women just sitting there. And they look like they're possessed. And it's almost like a little cult gathering. Yeah. And they're like, just keep on moving. And I don't know if the woman was singing or what. But it's like the main uh, chick that was up there. As the camera's looking at her, she hurts, hurry up and turns her head and looks at the camera, and he just takes off. Benji does. Mm-hmm. Plus, she was uh, walking the street earlier in the movie watching Benji the whole time he had it on camera. Yeah. So, that was kind of one of those telltale signs that, okay, if he does die, he's going to die by the hands of her. Yeah. And he did. But see, that was another thing. They never explained what that was or anything. She's just a crazy chick. <clears throat> um... But like like a cult leader almost. Yeah. But I'm gonna tell you right now, there's that scene where they finally get down uh, and they find the body. Oh yeah. Uh, what, what did they say? It was because I, I thought they were going after like the Fountain of Youth or something like that. Well, it was weird because if they found a body that was what did they say six seven hundred years old, mm-hmm. and it was a well preserved dead body. And it was dressed like the Knights Templars used to dress back in the old days. And if you know anything about the Knights Templars, it's this big uh, Christian group that had a whole bunch of treasure and nobody ever found. So immediately I thought, when I seen that, I was like, alright, they're going to find the treasure from the you know Knights Templars. Mm-hmm. It didn't end up happening that way. But the guy was dressed up in one of the, the garbs and everything like that. Which I thought was kind of... Do you know what I got a vibe from when I heard when I seen that scene? This right here, I was like, this feels familiar. <laughs> no. Uh-uh. 
Don't you hate on the last crusade? No, no. I was just <laughs> to say you can't disrespect Indiana Jones with this movie. When I seen that body laying there, I was like, "That's Indiana Jones." <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? He said, "That's Indiana Jones." They stole a page from Indiana Jones. I'm just waiting on that guy. Doctor Jones, Doctor Jones. <laughs> the Last Crusade was him and his father, mm-hmm. and they go into an old library. They go down there, and that's where they find the rats, the bones, all that stuff. What did they have to crawl through? The rats, the bones, all that stuff. And then at the end of the movie, they find the knights. You know, he was there guarding Jesus's mm-hmm. cup. That that was him. <laughs> That was that Dr. was the same that act. Was Dr. That was Jones. A, no, that was the same dude. Oh, the same dude. That same dude. Even though he died a long time ago, the same dude. It may have been because he drunk the cup. So it's like they took Doctor. They took you know Indiana Jones and they mixed it in with uh, From Hell and they did all this kind of weird stuff. Put it all together. And they just I'd love to see like Harrison Ford just walk by real quick and be like that way and just take <laughs> off. Watch for the boulder. Yeah. But anyway. But I did. I, I did get Indiana Jones vibe off that. Lord, sorry. You can't disrespect Indiana Jones with this movie. Not that this movie was ended up being terrible, <laughs> but I mean it's Indiana Jones, man. Yeah, boy, am I excited for the new one coming out too in June. I need to watch the last couple. Oh, I hate you sometimes. I've seen the first one. Oh, I hate when you say that. <laughs> Just you know. Usually the first one because you don't watch one. good movies. That's the problem. Usually the first one's the best one, and anything after is hot garbage. Well, no case, case in point: Friday the Thirteenth. I'm just playing. This is a joke. I'm just playing. okay. Now we're going to discuss. Okay, <laughs> this is Indiana a joke. Jones. It was a joke. Indiana Jones. Yeah. What about it? Every sequel, awesome, except for maybe Kingdom of Crystal Skull. A lot of people didn't like that one. Never heard of it. Rocky. The very first Rocky's the best. All right. But there's not a dull one in there except for part five, which so there's a dull one. We don't count that one. There's, well, there's you said that's one. still watchable. There's a dull, dull one then. So, trash. Lord of the Rings. All awesome. three of them. Every all one three of them. Amazing. All three of Lord okay, of the Rings. Okay, but why, did, amazing. why didn't you quit after the first one? Because they're all amazing. But you didn't know that until you watched the... I, I knew it. Like I had a premonition. It's going to be awesome. Oh, I gotta watch my tongue on this thing. <laughs> Woo! And then I watched all three of the Hobbits because I knew that they were gonna be amazing. But yeah. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> you say this every time I bring up a movie when we're not on the podcast. I'll say something. Oh, well, I've seen the first one. I, and I have. I have seen the. How first many Rambo's have you seen? Two. Which one? First Blood and Rambo. Why? Why do you skip? <laughs> I don't know. Because First Blood was good and then Rambo looked uh, like updated graphics First Blood. <laughs> Man. Uh, that's like that's like the only uh, Friday the 13th I seen was Dream Warriors until we started doing Oh Rambo. my gosh! It's Nightmare on Elm Street, not Friday the 13th. Oh, shut up. You know what I meant. Dream Warriors. Friday, or yes. Yeah. <laughs> you almost did it again. Nightmare on Elm Street. You know what the heck I meant. Dream Warriors. But there are some sequels that outdo the first one. But we'll discuss that on another episode. That's going to be on Horror Talk. Yeah. <laughs> but I am going to use, for example, Terminator 2. Judgment Day was better than the original Terminator. 
That's the one with John Connor and oh, that's know. that's the that's the liquid dude. Yeah, I know. I've seen that one. I don't know if I've seen the first one. Oh my! <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing. No, you probably <laughs> no, ain't. I have. What happened on the first one? No, I don't remember. It was like I was like five. Oh, the movie came out like 1949. Mm. I have seen. Get the back first. to the movie. I have seen. Get the back first to the movie. <laughs> Go ahead, get back to the movie. Man, I don't even remember where you were. You done went on a rabbit trail. They found the body. That's what it was. Yeah, they found the body. So, the rest of the movie from here is them going in and out of caverns. They find weird stuff. They come across a piano that reminds George of when he was a kid. He plays the little ditty on the piano. Um, it's almost like once they go past that rock wall to that small, you know, little cave entrance or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's almost like spiritual stuff takes over. And they keep talking about earlier in the movie, they talk about how far down hell was like 741 feet. Yeah. Is what they were talking about. So it's almost like the farther down they go, the closer they get to hell. And it, it makes sense on, in the movie because that's when a lot of the, spiritual stuff starts happening. Yep. It's when all the, you know, people start showing up and the voices start happening and a bunch of weird stuff. Yeah. I mean, this is one of the movies that I'm glad we're not going scene by scene anymore. Yeah. Because it would be really hard to... Because a lot of it... And yes, it was easier to follow later in the movie, but the handheld camera shots... Make it difficult to follow the movie, same yeah. by saying like that. So well, like I can tell, I can tell you that one of one of my favorite scenes was when they get into the room where the treasure is, mm-hmm. and and again this is the history buff in me. They start finding all the different carvings and stuff on it. They're actually looking that for that philosopher's stone. She goes over to a wall that's got a bunch of Egyptian writings on it, and she starts talking about the story. I don't even remember what the story was about. Like, it was like the giving birth to the son and all this kind of and stuff. And it was teaching you how to walk like an Egyptian. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, it wasn't. It walk really like wasn't. an Egyptian. No. So, but it's cool because she follows the story around the stone and then ends up her swallowing, like the story, the mother in the story, swallowing the stone or swallowing the son. And that point in the story is where the stone was. Yeah. And that's when she pulled it off. And then she even makes the comment about uh, the most precious stone in the history hidden off to the side by a valuable treasure that nobody would nobody would be paying attention to the stone because of the treasure. Yeah. And that's when it clicks in her mind that the treasure was a trap. And they yanked the door down where the treasure was and then the ceiling just falls in. It's a trap. Star Wars reference. I knew you wouldn't know that one. Yeah, I've never seen Star Wars. <laughs> I have seen the first one. <laughs> <laughs> But, but we, they finally started learning that. And this is the way I took it. I mean, I may be wrong because, like I said, it really didn't explain a whole lot. Yeah. But everything that was happening to him, all this unexplained stuff, like George seeing his dead brother, and Scarlett seeing her dad hanging, you know, because he committed suicide. Mm-hmm. It was pretty much their guilt was playing a role. I could see that. Uh, at the very beginning of the, not the very beginning, but before they ever go down into the tunnels. That papillion dude or whatever. Uh, we see that his hand is burnt. Mm-hmm. 
and Benji's like, hey, he asks, he asks Zed, he's like, what happened to his hand? Why is it burnt? And he's like, well, we don't discuss that. Well, now you find out that I'm guessing he had a wreck. He ran into somebody and... Well, if he had a wreck or somebody he knew was in a car wreck, then I don't know. But he but he said, it wasn't my fault. Yeah. So somebody... So they... Uh, he, now, go ahead. I was going to say, now that was a cool scene where they come across that burning car underneath the ground. And as he like tries to get away from it, and then all of a sudden it just starts pulling him in towards the car. And the closer he gets to it, there's a person in the car burning... Reaches out and grabs him and sucks him into the car and everything just disappears into the ground except his legs. I thought that was kind of cool. I didn't like it. You didn't like it? Nope. I thought, I thought that was kind of cool. But that's what I'm saying. One by one, they're kind of—they're not really necessarily getting picked off, but it's kind of torturing them. They really are getting picked off, though. <laughs> um, but I don't know what the things were that was in the walls. Like, their heads sticking out. It looked like Han Solo. When he got frozen in Star Wars? No. I, I don't know what he's talking about. Oh. <sighs> Honestly, I kept waiting on them to walk through the gates of hell. And they never did. Like, because that's what they kept talking about the whole time. It's getting closer to hell. They never actually did it. Yeah. They, they built it up for it. Yeah, they really did. Never delivered it. Well, they even come across this little little cave. Well, not really a cave, but it's almost like a little entrance that's got an etching above it. Yeah. And it says, um, oh, what did it say? Abandon hope ye all who enter or something mm-hmm. like that. And according to some mythology they were talking about, that's what's written above the gates of hell. So what did Scarlet learn at the end of it? Because that's where I was going with that logo. Was, it's like if they faced it or realized... So like, it's almost like if they came to peace with it, it well, would go away. Well, the way she, the, the way I understood it, was when she took the stone out, and they found the entrance underneath, and they went back, and they went back into the same room. It's almost like they went back in, not necessarily in time, but they went backwards. Yeah. So, I understood it like the stone wasn't working anymore after that, the way it was supposed to work. She has to go back. Almost not necessarily in time, but go back to the beginning. Yeah. Put the stone back in place. I have no idea what her kissing had anything to do with making George okay. Yeah. No clue. Because she did that. She ran all the way back, retraced the steps, went back into that room, put the stone back, ran all the way back. And then George was laying on the ground just kind of, you know, uh, bleeding and dying. Yeah. And she went back, put her hand over his neck where he was jacked up and kissed him. And then he uh, came back to life. And that's I, what I, it, There's no explanation as to why, to me, what the whole kissing thing was about. Right, right. Well, with that being said, are you ready to give the reviews or is there... No, you got to talk about the crappy ending. Well, I was going to save that for my review, but... Yeah, when they started opening the uh, portal, when they realized, you know, everything's as above, so below. So they realized, okay, if they push up, it's taking them out. And as soon as it showed just a little bit of light, you said, portal to hell. That's what I thought, because that's where it's been going the whole time. And I was like, nope, because it was a man cover, and I I was like, nope. I was like, they're going to end up going on the street. And you're like, no, it's, it's a dream, it's fake. 
Well, they actually push it over. They go up, and you can see the trees blowing. So I was like, yeah, they're, they're actually getting out. The three remaining people, Scarlett, George, and Zed, finally get out. And that was the weirdest scene because Zed takes off his... They finally all three get out. Zed takes off his light mm -hmm. and just hands it to him and just kind of stands there and... Nothing says nothing. Yeah, he just kind of like looks away, comes back. Like, nothing. And he just walks off. And then George and Scarlett hug each other. And they're kind of relieved. You know, they're laughing a little bit and upset. At the same time, they're relieved that they got out. And then it just fades to Scarlett talking to the camera again. And I don't even know what she said. Because by that point, I was like, hmm. Terrible ending. And it went off. So Yeah. But anyway, you want to go ahead and give your review first? On the what? Oh, I thought you wanted to quit doing that. No, we're just, no, we're just talking about on the what? On the... Pulling scale. Pulling scale. Pulling scale. We got to do it another time because we didn't do it last time. Pulling scale. Pulling scale. You want to go first or you want me to go first? I can go first. All right. Go ahead, homie. <laughs> One, I didn't have hopes for this movie anyway because once I found out it was all handheld, I hate movies like that. I will say they did a better job on some of the stuff because, like I said, with the multiple camera angles, it wasn't just one guy holding the camera. Yeah, That's what I was scared of. Um, I'm going to do my positives first and then my negatives. Okay. Positives, it kept my interest enough to where I wanted to know if they were going to find what they were looking for and how they were going to get out because it was like each little room that they went to, they had to figure it out. It was almost an escape room yep. in each room. So that did keep my interest. They had a good way of that. I think the acting was actually really good in this movie. Uh, I can't really think of anybody that just sucked. Um, my favorite scene, you said, what would you say your favorite? Oh, you said you liked the death where it sucked the guy in. I, I did, yeah, I did like that. I, I think my... I don't know if that's my favorite. My favorite was the when that La Toppy, whatever his name is. Yeah. When he just grabbed that girl's hand and started smashing it against the ground. That was trippy. Like, I was like, holy crap. And they were like, don't touch her. Or don't touch him. I think it was a, what is it? What is her name? Uh, Sus Susie. Susie? Yeah, but they were like, don't touch him. Don't touch him. She did. And he touched, and she touched him and he just started flipping out. I thought that was one of the more... You know, after that, he disappears and never comes back in the movie. Exactly. Like, he's nowhere to be found in that movie after that. Right. That's weird. Uh, anyway, so that was my favorite actual death scene, I guess you could say, of the film. And one of the scenes that... That was really the only scene that made me go, golly, like... Yeah. I didn't see that coming. Benji falling through the tube kind of tripped me out. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, it was all right. But... Um, like I said, it kept my interest to make me want to know what's going on and how they're going to overcome this. I really didn't think that they were going to get out because a lot of the handheld movies, nobody ever lives. You know, mm. seriously. <laughs> so I was shocked that actually three of them did make it alive and actually defeated it and got out. Uh, as far as everything, anything else, positive, man, I'm just... That's pretty much it. The, to me, the acting was good. Uh, it kept you on your toes, wanting to know kind of what was going on. It was a little boring. 
like me and you said when they were trying to do the history lesson. But that's my positives. Hmm. My negatives for it is the movie is a mess. Like, all over. Um, and that can be attributed to the camera. It can be uh, contributed to the camera, but then again, things happen for no reason. The bloody hands coming up out of the water, reaching for her. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. That didn't make sense to me. Uh, Han Solo's stuck in the walls with their mouth open and they start snapping and biting. They're coming out of the walls. What did that represent? Uh, the Spirits Halloween costume guy that had the uh, Grim Reaper and the mask on. Was that supposed to be Lucifer? We don't know. No, I mean, that wasn't expl- That's the problem with this film. Nothing is explained. It's all over the place. <sighs> you get back and it's a and it's a basic handheld movie, except for like I said, the different camera angles. It's like you get backstory on the movie, but you don't get what's going on now. Yeah, I mean, because it, you know what's happening up to the point where they're going down there, and you know what happened before and everything that led up to it. But then down there, they have no explanation for everything. Yeah, but yeah. Um. I know what I will go back real quick to one more positive I did like was they didn't have music in it because it's supposed to be like a handheld documentary thing, but they did overcome it with people screaming in the background, singing, uh, the telephone going off, the chantings. So they did keep it a good, creepy background. Oh, yeah. All right, but anyway, back to the negatives. Mm -hmm. Uh, I felt like. I just felt, like I said, man, the movie was just. A mess. No explanations. Camera work was what you expected it to be. And there was not one jump scare that made me even remotely... There was no... To me, there was no creepy parts what you expect her to be. There were a couple shot creepies, but nothing... Yeah. No, I I got you. So... That being said, my rating for the movie is... uh, I'm going to give it a thumbs in the middle. Um, it's a one-time watch, which that goes back to the problem with a handheld movie. The first time you watch it, you're wanting to know what's around the corner and stuff like that. Now that you've seen it, you know, even going all the way back to the original, The Blair Witch, when that movie first came out, dude, that scared the crap out of me because it was supposed to be a true story and this Uh was real footage and everything. Now you go back and watch it, it's one of the most boring movies. I don't know when was the last time you watched it, but... It's been a while. Uh, thumbs in the middle. Uh, one-time watch for me. And... Uh, I'm going to give it... Mm, I'm going to give it a C. Okay. So... How you like the movie... Okay. The slow parts in the movie that we were talking about mm-hmm. that have a lot of the history in it didn't bother me because I am a history buff. So, so I'm not knocking those as a negative. I, I will say that for a horror movie, it slowed the movie down a lot. Yeah. Even if I did kind of enjoy the, the stories and, and, you know, them figuring it out. Like, when they pulled the tombstone off the wall and she put, you know, the stuff on it, set it on fire, and the code popped up. That was cool. I thought that was legit. And it, and it was something that you would, you know, find in, like, National Treasure. That's why I think this is, like, a B, 
braided National Treasure type movie. Then real quick, I'm sorry. That was one thing I was gonna say, and I felt like they gave her too much knowledge. To oh be, yeah, like she no, just yeah. easily like she read yeah. that one time. And she goes, "It's on the back of it." Yeah, but go ahead. But um, so yeah, the slow parts where the history was in really real big effect didn't bother me none. I still think that this movie probably would have been a whole lot better if it wasn't from the viewpoint of handheld cameras. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Because you would have been able to focus on a lot more stuff. Yep. Now, the handheld camera aspect of it did give it a unique feel when they were under the ground. Uh-huh. And they were, you know, going down and you got, like, you know, first-person shots of, you know, the cave and, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, like I said, the starting off the handheld was iffy for me. Mm-hmm. It did get better going later on in the movie. Yeah. Um... I thought there were a couple of creepy aspects in the movie that I kind of dug. Like, the faces popping up out of nowhere around the caves. Um, the supernatural type stuff that was happening, I thought was a cool aspect. They didn't do enough of it. Yeah. Like, I don't feel like they focused on it enough for it to really be a focal point of it when it probably should have been. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the fact that there was no music was kind of not really noticeable Mm -hmm. just because they did have so much going on in the background. Um, I did think the acting was good. Yeah. I did have a hard time understanding a lot of the dialogue. I did too, yeah. And not not to say anything about French accents or anything like that, but when they got excited and they started talking really fast, it was hard to understand. Mm -hmm. Um... And then there, and then there were certain times where I couldn't tell you if they were talking in fast accented English, <laughs> yeah, or if it, they were just talking in French. Right, right. I couldn't tell. So some there were a good chunk of scenes that was hard to follow just for that simple reason. Yeah. Um, because there's a couple of scenes I never got to figure out what Zed said at the end. Remember when she was making everybody admit to whatever they felt guilt about? Oh yeah. And I, I mean, you still were like, I yeah. have no idea what he said. No clue. Um, you know, the only person's acting that really kind of got on my nerves. Not, I mean, not really got on my nerves, but I was like, eh. Who? It was George. Really? Yeah. I mean, I don't know what... It was almost like he was trying to to do the hero type. Like, he almost tried to had, had the hero feel to him. I don't know. It was... I don't know. Something was weird about it. Hmm. Now, uh, what's her name? Scarlet? Scarlet, I thought she did a great job. Yeah. And I thought Papillion did a great job. Mm-hmm. And I thought he was a cool little loner type guy or, you know, bad boy image. Type. I thought it was good. And I thought Benji was good. Benji, I thought Benji was really good. Um, but, yeah, there wasn't anything. This is one of those movies where I didn't know it wasn't what I expected. Yeah. When she was kind of explaining to me. She was talking about caves and all that kind of stuff. So I was thinking, okay, they're going caving and all this kind of stuff. I've never seen it before. So I was kind of pleasantly surprised when they threw some of the history stuff in it. Because I thought, hey, this will add another aspect of it. Yeah. But being a horror movie, it did slow the movie down. Yeah. The horror part of this did not come into effect until the last, like, 15, 20 minutes. I mean, it was an hour and a half long. Well, that also depends on 
your ask your view of horror. Yeah, because some people could be like, dude, just being out in a cave like that being claustrophobic horror. Yeah. I mean, and it was a horror slash thriller slash mystery, I think, altogether. Um, but I will say that the movie brought me down a little bit at first and then brought me back up. Like, it really got you into it with all the action and the camera moving around. Even though it was hard to follow, it, it did give you a sense of, like, what's going to happen next? What's going right, to happen next? Right, right. And then the ending just ruined it. <laughs> I mean, because the last, like, five minutes of the movie, it's just people standing there. Nobody's talking. It was weird. But, so I'm going to give it a thumbs in the middle. Okay. I think it might be a two-time watch. First time, two time watch. I think, yeah. Because I think one time when you watch it, you have to go into it thinking like it's a horror movie. So then you you really focus on the horror aspect of it. Then the second time, watch it like it's a history movie. Okay. Focus on the actual history of it. That way you can kind of put the two together. Just because I think it'll help you understand the movie a whole lot better. I think watching this movie twice is a good idea because you get the, a bigger aspect and you get, you know, a different view of it. Yeah, time. yeah. Um, so I'm going to give it a thumbs in the middle. Okay. Two-time watch. And I'm actually going to give it a C+. Plus. A C+. Plus. Right a C+. Plus. And it would probably have been a B. B, borderline B+. Plus. If the ending was better. It, well, no. That's not even that. Like. If it hadn't been handheld. Yeah. If it hadn't been handheld, it probably would have got a B. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I just... That's another handheld movie that I'm just not too fond of. Yeah, but you know, eventually we're going to do Blair Witch. So we're going to have to watch another one. Oh, yeah, because it's on the poster. Yeah. <laughs> I okay. think it's on the poster, so... I don't know. Dead air. Sorry. We, <laughs> we, were, reading, we were reading the poster. We were like, yeah, let's see here. We couldn't find it. But anyway... All right, well, that being said, uh, we hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Small Town Horror with Johnny and Randy. And our next episode will be, is it going to be Scream 6? Well, it ain't going to come out next Friday because it don't come out till Friday. Yeah, so it may be, uh, it'll be a bonus episode. Bonus. So we'll, it, we'll just throw it in there. It may be in there next Saturday or Sunday. We'll Sometime. put it that way. But our actual next episode that we actually have planned out is going to be Bride of Frankenstein. Never seen it. Have you ever seen the original Frankenstein? Ooh. <laughs> I really don't know. I don't know if I have. Well, maybe, I don't know. Maybe I'll get you to watch that one too. I've well. seen the one with, uh, oh, what's his face? Willie Wonka. Gene Wilder. I've seen the one with Gene Wilder. That's a great one. Young Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah, it's a young comedy. Frankenstein. I have seen that one. That's oh, yeah. One. Man, I wonder if that's in her horror comedy because I'll watch that. If hey, we'll find out. We'll, yeah, find out real quick. See yeah, what that we, is. We're going to find out. We, this, hold up. Do, 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 but anyway, like so that's our actual next scheduled episode is. No, it's just comedy. Oh, Bride of Frankenstein. And then, like I said, the final episode of this month will be the horror talk. Hopefully, everybody shows up. We'll see. Yeah. But with that being said, everyone remember to always stay scared and stay spooky.